0: And in the Valley of the Sun and all across the 48th state. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy Wednesday to all of you listening to the Gatos and Chad Show. Steve Zinsmeister and Bruce St. James in for the guys today. An interesting scene just uh, moments ago at the White House where President of Ukraine, Vladimir Zelensky, made his first trip out of Ukraine since the war began with Russia. 300 days ago. And so he comes to the United States to speak with President Biden, obviously, uh, and to presumably ask for more help. Because certainly while he's here, the war has not ended. No. Not even close. No. So what is it that Zelensky wants?
1: And what does Zelensky get? Well, we know that uh, President Biden pledged a, a large uh, package with billion plus dollars. Uh, um, not only humanitarian, but Some military equipment, including these Patriot missiles, this anti-aircraft defense system, the Patriot missiles. Um, And Zelensky specifically wanted those, and it appears he's going to specifically get them. But I don't think that's what he came here for. Really? I don't think he came here for stuff. I think the win for Zelensky was sitting in the Oval Office was standing next to the president of the United States because that made it crystal clear around the world, and especially to the Ruskies, there is a connection there. As goes once, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, uh, the rest of us will go.
0: Was uh, it not already clear? I mean, maybe this is more or less just checking the box. It's it's. uh, uh I think the uh, optics are the big.
1: I think the optics are big. It's one thing to say we stand with Ukraine, and we really wish you. It's another thing to be standing in the White House next to the president of the United States. Uh, whoever the president, that carries a lot of weight, and it carries a lot of weight globally. Not everybody gets invited into the White House, surprisingly enough. You can't, like, you know, you know. I don't even know what Suriname has, but you can't go, hey, can I come down to the White House? Because, you know, my neighbors would all of a sudden think I was pretty cool if I showed up at the White
0: yeah, House. Yeah, you don't You don't get to come just to impress people. Uh, certainly, the relationship has been there basically from the beginning. Uh, part of the role of the United States, and th- this is the line you have to toe, right, is we stand up against tyranny across, uh, across the globe in many different For cases. For the most part. Uh, even when you might argue we don't have a dog in the fight. A lot of people will tell you we're spending too much money supporting Ukraine yeah, in this yeah. effort. Why Why? But why are we involved in this? Part of the reason that Zelensky has to come to ask for those Patriot missiles that we haven't been sending nope, nope. Uh, is because there was – how do I put this? Part of the reason we didn't send those missiles to begin with, that it's taken a full year almost to even do that, is because those are long-range missiles. And the deeper that the missile can go into Russia, how does it impact Russia?
1: What do they think of all this? Russia's not happy. Of course
0: they're not happy.
1: Well, and but they're the not more, happy because. The more because you get to Ukraine, the more you take off Russia. Right. And, and I guess my question would be how many Russian missile, uh, Russian aircraft need to be shot down before Russia escalates, ramps up, whatever you want to call it. And what does that mean? I have the foggiest idea. No clue. Or, or take it the other way. How many do you have to shoot down before Russia gives up? Yeah, I don't think that's one of the options. Takes their ball and goes well, home. And, and, and so maybe that's the bigger question, Steve. Um, and, and I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. So maybe I'm, I'm and I, there's a chance I might be missing it because I think most Americans have kind of uh, the fact that the, the Ukraine war is basically kind of a stalemate right now. You know, Maybe Ukraine has a little more energy on their side. They have a little more momentum. But uh, for all intents and purposes, kind of the lines are drawn what is how's this end what, what does an end game look like yeah. are, are we now uh with 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 the the billions of dollars in aid and the, and the military equipment are are we in this for the next five, 10, 20 years I, I, how long does this
0: thing go on right does this become the whole Middle east conflict where you're in it we picked and now we're in it forever and forever and i i mean you could argue the middle east conflict isn't all entirely <laughs> over still, but um, certainly the withdrawal from Afghanistan uh, was somewhat of a conclusion. Not a good one. Because um, this is a proxy war.
1: Call it what it is. Yeah. You know, and and we enjoy, we, the United States, sticking it to the rooskies, you know, when we can. Uh, we did it in Afghanistan the first time around, which is why the second time around they did it to us. Uh, you know, they, they like to poke the bear and go in the other direction. Uh, but, yeah, who, how can we supply the people that are screwing with the United States? And we look to, well, how can we help the people that are screwing with Russia? President Biden speaking today,
0: uh, standing next to President Zelensky.
1: As I said, when Putin rolled his tanks into Ukraine in February, American American people are prepared to have us stand up to bullies, stand up for freedom. That's who we are as Americans. So why did we do that when uh, um, Putin invaded Crimea or invaded eastern Ukraine the first time? I'm not, I'm not trying to make an argument against what we're doing because I happen to think we're on the side of good. Uh, I I will say that, but it took a long time for us to decide, okay, that's enough, because Putin's been encroaching on this area for 12, 15 years now. And doing it a little bit at a time, a little bit of time, and we finally went. Okay, that's it. Come on.
0: I, I suppose it's up to each individual administration, as the president of the United States, to determine where that line is. Mm-hmm. Okay, once we cross this point in a in a uh, conquest or in a in a war, that's when we get involved. Those are the decisions that are made by the commander in chief, and certainly, which this, means they could change every four years. Also, exactly. Uh, well, we could imagine twenty twenty four. You get a Republican president. Uh-huh. Uh, it could be DeSantis. It could be anybody. Trump again, God forbid. And they make the decision that you know what? We don't need to be involved in this Russia-Ukraine conflict.
1: Yep, that's entirely possible. It's, uh, on it's uh, yeah, it's f- we for have debate.
0: we have plenty of members of Congress, the House of Representatives specifically. I can think of a couple here in the state of Arizona yeah. that have voted against to do Ukraine, Ukraine aid every Britain single care time. Care less. It's a possibility. That our opt- uh, that our view of what we should what our role should be in this war could change entirely in two years. And
1: it gets back to kind Assuming of a fundamental. Is the United States the world's policeman? Right. Do we need is to be it in everybody's our job business that we need to go around the world and project our might, our power, and our beliefs on on others? You know, I I happen to think Vladimir Putin's a bad guy, and left unchecked there's very little he wouldn't do. do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I I don't think he has a lot of limits and lines. And on the
0: flip side, I think Vladimir Zelensky is a good guy, and I think he's done a lot for his country, and he's on the front lines more often than any other leader I've ever seen for a country. I, I would say this. I think we're grading
1: on a curve. Uh, I, I think for... Uh, hey, compared to Putin, they're all good guys. Yeah, true. You know what I'm saying? Good point. Uh, yes, and I, I do think he's fighting for what he thinks is right, which is obviously his country the, the the survival of ukraine uh, as a as a country. How far is the United States willing to go? Are we going to go until every last Russian soldier is kicked out of Ukraine's original territory from, what is it, the, 12 years ago before be, until they leave Crimea? I don't think Putin's leaving Crimea um, unless you're going to be dragging them, uh, you know, behind the bumper of a car. That's the thing. As
0: much as you might like Zelensky and he might be a good guy and you want to give him everything that he needs and asks for, it took almost a year for Biden to agree to send these missiles over yeah. there. So you got to think to yourself, there is a line in the sand somewhere that the president is or isn't willing to cross. And if Zelensky's asking for this now, there's going to be something else down the road that he's probably going to come calling
1: for. Well, and the worry is the fog of war can change everything and one errant missile we remember that one thing a missile landed in poland and everybody's like oh yeah you know one errant missile one wrong thing uh american advisors were in the wrong place the wrong time rush russian military was in the wrong place right you can see how this escalates
0: coming up next you don't need a quote-unquote real job in order to make a living (laughs) i'll tell you why that is it's next on the gators and chad show
1: Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: The Gatos and Chad Show, afternoons. And this portion of the program is brought to you by Parker & Sons Plumbing and Electrical, the two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. You know, Bruce, today I found two different stories about the same app that I hadn't really heard of before. It's called Instawork. 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 It's an app where you can go and you can essentially post your skills and your your resume and all that stuff and okay. it pairs you up with companies that have a need right now. Maybe it's a catering company or uh you know something you can go uh, and uh, do like short term. Uh, like a
1: short term need, not, it's yeah, not like
0: uh It's a gig. Indeed.com. It's just right. something for right now. So they're not getting you a full-time job no, okay. or even a part-time job necessarily. They're getting you Work for the day, the really? afternoon, couple hours, whatever it is you're looking for, and it'll and it will strategically pair you up. You could say, I, I want to work in the afternoons these days. Okay, then here's some companies that are looking for some hands. Afternoons, yeah, Thursday and t- Tuesdays. Anything right. from, and it could be jobs as you know, like twenty bucks an hour. It could be thirty five an hour, depending on what the job is and what your skill set is. And I found two what about different for people that have that no today. skills
1: asking for a friend?
0: Uh, well, sorry. Yeah, it's going to be tough out there for uh, mm-hmm. your friend. Okay. Yes. Quote unquote friend. Um mm-hmm. This is, I think, the direction that we're going with not just our economy, but like the workplace in general. We've mm-hmm. talked tons about how people are working from home. Oh, yeah. They're doing maybe it's the same job that they already had before the pandemic. They're just doing it from home now. I walk over into our sales department all the time and there's nobody there. Doesn't mean they're not working. They're just working Dude, from not a working different here. place. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we have to come into the studio. We really have a lot job. of empty desks around here. But I think that this is something that's going to appeal, especially to a lot of younger people who aren't necessarily necessarily looking for a full-time
1: job, or maybe they're looking to supplement their full-time job. I think this is hard for some people to wrap their their heads around, and I, I, you know, you're of that generation. I'm I'm stuck in the middle, and I'll go back to, like, my dad's generation. Yeah, you know, you, you went to school, you got out of school, you got married, you got a job, and then they gave you a watch when you retired, and yeah. then you played golf. Like, you know, like, that was, like, the life path. That was kind of it. And you, 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 went, you went to... The job. And that was the job you were going to do. Start a mail room and I ended up as the vice president of America. You know, whatever it is. The younger, the, the under 30 crowd. Doesn't see work like that anymore. That that sounds bizarre to them.
0: Yeah, and this isn't just. I, I understand too that for a long time now, since Uber and Lyft and all those and one uh, uh, of the ones you can get food delivered. Yeah, after uh, all the DoorDash, etc. Yeah, that's Uber different eats. from this. Even that's yeah. that's gig economy certainly, but that's still a job you do consistently. This is different. This is you're usually going to have to get you different
1: jobs, and it's also specific to your skills. If you have a unique set of skills, Uber Eats doesn't care. You just, you need to have a valid driver's license and insurance, right? I mean, I'm, so, and a car. This is tied more into, well, what are you specifically good at? Or what do you have experience at?
0: Yes, yeah, so I was reading this uh, story from our TV partners over at ABC15. Okay. They talked with uh, an individual who uses InstaWork to get different odd jobs. Like, I, it, we used to call them odd jobs. Or yeah. you're just kind of going and helping out yeah now it's not so odd because this person well, he says, it's, it's temp work but it's temp work for every industry he says he makes a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks a week okay now, that's not otherworldly money no it's not life changing cash but, but to work on your schedule doing what you
1: want when you want
0: and imagine if you're doing that in addition to a Ooh. full or part time job oh
1: that's right because what would stop you if you have other work or whatnot because this allows you to say you can say no. Yeah, right? if you work a I some, do that.
0: if you work a somewhat non traditional work day, let's say it's it's a little earlier, like a seven to three or something. You're off at three. Do you want to spend a couple hours that night? Uh, maybe they need help setting up at State Farm Stadium for an event and you go set up chairs and tables or something.
1: You I'm, you? I'm filling it out right now. I'm putting it, when under skills, I'm putting in a call of duty. <laughs> skills. Uh, Still working I'm on prestige it. Prestige level 250. Does that... That should help. You would think that would open up some doors. Hey, Kyler Murray has that skill and he's a quarterback of the Cardinals. Yeah, it came out of... <laughs> listen, did he really get injured or was he just excited about the new maps downloading on Wednesday? I'm just Saying. I think more and Just more saying. you're gonna see this that and I do think you're right.
0: I think it's the younger crowd, certainly. I don't expect a lot of people in their fifties or older yeah, to you start say doing that. This.
1: You say that, but as I think more and more people come around to the idea it's the old uh work to live or live to work. Right. You know, and as more and more people say, you know what? Um, whether it was COVID or whether it was somebody, yeah, a lot of these companies don't have a huge allegiance to me. You know, I'm a I'm a I'm a line on a spreadsheet. You know, I'm a. I, that's how they see me. So I'm gonna work when I want to work, doing what I want to do.
0: Maybe it, it, it's an analogy. I remember after my grandparents, they live here in town. Surpri- okay. In surprise, surprise. And they were there's surprise. a town out there. Uh, surprise. And I remember, obviously, they're retired. Um, and they're doing their own thing over there. This is years ago. My grandfather made the decision you know, I could make some extra cash by helping out, you know, at the church, set up tables for, you, you know, they host events for all sorts of clubs and stuff. I could set up the tables for an hour or two and make a couple extra bucks. That's exactly what this is. That's what it is. It's just you're doing that with many different companies to basically create a full time salary.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's interesting. I'm so not a Call do of Duty. It, I, I have
1: no other skills, and that's going to be. Okay. Well, surely we can come up with some. Will you help me fill it out? Yeah, during the can commercial use break, Can I some of your we'll, skills? Uh, uh, you uh, uh, I mean,
0: Boy, then you're really... i got nunchuck skills. I've got ninja skills. Well, that's good. You can be attorney general with that. Okay. Uh, coming up next, Carrie Lake has her day in court finally. She's trying to prove that the election was stolen from her. So what's the evidence? We're going to dive into that next on the Gatos and Chad
1: Show. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM.
0: The Gatos and Chad Show. Except without Gatos or Chad, Steve Zinsmeister and uh, Bruce St. James in for the guys today. Steve,
1: we missed something. Like what? Yesterday. Uh it
0: was
1: Chad's birthday. That's what it was. It was Chad's birthday. I feel horrible that we didn't mention it on air. Happy well, belated birthday, Chad. We should have thrown him a party.
0: I mean, he's not here, for the I was going to
1: say, I, he would
0: not have been... It's hard to do something for somebody's birthday when hard they're not present, I guess. Yeah, okay. Happy birthday to Chad. Belated. <laughs> I'll bet you. I'll bet you anything. Chad did absolutely nothing for his birthday. Is that kind of, that just feels like Chad? That's me. Like he'd be at home. I do nothing. He's like, I just want to play with Charlie, the four-year-old,
1: yeah. and that's it. Yeah. For the longest time, I thought Charlie was a lizard, by the way. I thought that was a name uh, around the Anytime
0: answers. he names somebody that you okay. don't know. Assume it's a lizard? Uh, it's probably a good
1: guess. Okay. It's, it's some uh, sort of a He brings up
0: Winston all the time. Yeah. As if it's a person that lives with him. Right. Lizard. It's a lizard. Yeah. so
1: <laughs> Charlie is a human
0: being. I've got Charlie. Charlie there's Charlie's definitely there. a human. Okay. <laughs> Would you say that it is a big day for
1: one Carrie Lake? Uh, yes and no. Okay, it's a big day, as in uh, Carrie Lake and her campaign are getting their day in court. The uh, the Lake's attorneys are getting their court prescribed five and a half hours to lay out their case uh, regarding the election and any facts or evidence and witnesses they have that they believe will change and not only prove that there was malfeasance. I hope that word means what I think it means, but that the malfeasance led to, would lead to the overturning and the changing of seventeen thousand votes. So that's that's what makes the the standard
0: the the bar set so high for this is even if she does somehow manage to prove her lawyers manage to prove that there was some wrongdoing. Okay, great, there was wrongdoing. Now prove that it overturned seventeen thousand votes that you lost by. So
1: the good thing is she's getting her day in court. I said good and bad. The bad that's thing is, her, yeah. Apparently they haven't proved squat. As a matter of fact, there's a telling point so far in testimony where uh one the, the Cyber Ninja lady? Uh yes. Her name was Heather. Heather Honey. Heather Honey. Uh witness for uh the plaintiff for the lakeside. She was a manager during the
0: Cyber Ninja's audit.
1: Uh said that they, they believed that there were fifty ballots. Five zero. Oh. That were improperly, I think they used the term, injected or inserted into the count. So it has to do with chain of custody. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, the Maricopa County attorneys said, okay, so 50? A- Anymore? Well, that's what we know. So, okay, so you're still 17,000 short. Like, like will it, how about this? We'll acknowledge 50. Now what?
0: Well, and, and, and acknowledging that 50 ballots were wrongly misplaced is already a stretch. They haven't proved that. She did That was it. what
1: she believed. I believe that this happens. And like, that's been great. a lot of the testimony has been, I think, I believe, and the judge even at some point has said, um, uh, is there any evidence that, that, that supports this belief? There was even one point in the trial where they basically said, well, we
0: believe that uh, somebody did something wrong with the mishandling of ballots. And they were like, yeah. OK, great. Who is that? Who?
1: And they're like, well, I mean, somebody had to have made that somebody, decision. okay. It's like, That's not an
0: answer. We've got That's it narrowed evidence. down to
1: somebody. And, you know, uh, th- th- this is a court of law. And I believe something happened and somebody did it is not evidence. That does not count as evidence. So
0: today is day one of a two-day trial. Correct. Um, to, uh, for the most part, I assume today was all about Carrie Lakeside. Well, because the way the
1: judge laid it out, he said it was going to be a two-day trial. Uh, day one. He goes, each side gets five and a half hours to present their side. And they took a lunch break and everything. So the the, the plaintiff, the lakeside, basically has used up their five and a half hours today. Which means tomorrow, I assume we're
0: going to be mostly dealing with the defense, having an opportunity to call a few witnesses, do what they want to do to defend their case. But, I mean, you and I have been joking about this all day. I think there's some seriousness to it. Tomorrow, they probably stand up there and say, "Uh, we're good. The defense rests. They talked themselves in circles all day yesterday. They Uh, threw a lot of stuff at the wall, and
1: none of it stuck. Did they prove their 17,000 votes out there that would change this election? If not, the burden
0: of proof is on the plaintiff. It's on Carrie Lake. If she doesn't prove, basically, if she didn't prove it
1: today. We can't prove it tomorrow. She'll Probably not proving it tomorrow. Uh, the, um, The judge has not allowed them to talk about the 2020 election. Uh, it's the, not relevant. It isn't. No, but the, the lakes lake people want to keep talking about yeah, it. They think it's relevant. Uh, and um, there was they brought this up that one of their arguments was that long lines led to people not voting. Yeah. Disenfranchisement. They're calling it. That's what they call it. Uh, by the law, you not waiting in line is not disenfranchisement. They can only uh, debate, argue, present evidence For votes they believe were illegally cast or legally cast, yeah, you can't can't argue votes that were never cast.
0: Yeah, if it wasn't cast, it's not even
1: there. It's not tangible. So every time they bring that up, the judge. The judge shoots him down and, and says, throw that you one can't, out. Yeah, that's, you, I've hated the long line that.
0: thing all along. I, I, I equated it to, you know, in college, I was asked to write a paper and, you know, you got to turn it in online by midnight, Friday night. And I'm a bit of a procrastinator. And, no. you know, you wait until midnight to go to turn it in 1158 and I go to the website and the website's down. Yeah. 1159. I'm hitting refresh as much as I can. Website's down. We get past midnight. I can't turn in my paper. Yeah. Deadline passed, And I go and talk to the professor and they say, well, you could turn it in and you'll get 50 points off 50 percent of your grade. I still got to vote is, is the analogy. I still got to turn it in. But it's it's my fault. It's my responsibility to be there when you need to turn in the paper or when you need to vote. Yeah, it's nobody else's fault that you didn't want to wait in the line
1: again. And we're, and, and this 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 hearing is being uh, live streamed. It's on the, the 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 website for the for the court, Maricopa County Courts. Um, but we're also following some of the 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 court watchers, the election experts, and lawyers. And again, what I'm getting is that most of the quote unquote evidence that's been presented by the late campaign today evidence. is feelings, thoughts. Somebody somewhere Questions. Must, must have done something, but that they cannot point to any actual tangible facts, I which think, is uh, not a surprise.
0: I think if nothing happens significant today, we're probably not going to see anything major tomorrow. And Kerry uh, Lake will claim victory. Uh, Probably. Absolutely. Probably. That's the playbook. And give me money. Uh, Coming up next, Bruce, you saw a new movie about Whitney Houston. I did, yesterday. And you've spent some time around Whitney Houston in your life. I did, yeah. Was the movie an accurate portrayal? We'll dive into that next.
1: Arizona's news station, KTAR News 92.3 FM.
0: A mashup of news, information, and entertainment. The Gatos and Chad Show, two till six. Steve Zinsmeister, alongside the one, the only Bruce Saint James, is with me. Mm-hmm. I think maybe some people don't know this about you, Bruce, but uh, you've lived a quite an interesting life. I'm going to take that as a compliment, even if you didn't mean it. Uh, oh, I definitely meant it that way. Uh, you've had quite the career before even news of being involved in the music industry. Yeah, I did music radio. I, I did it here in Phoenix, in Los Angeles, some San Diego, your, a Little New York. and Your stuff, stories so. about uh, time you've spent with some of the most legendary artists, it, uh, they always fascinate me. Okay. You always leave me with something I don't interesting.
1: Mean, and I want to emphasize, I, the last thing I want to do is come across like bragging, because I tell people no, all the time. It was your job. It was my job. It, it, it was because of the, my business card. It wasn't because
0: of me. So I bring this up because you also go as part of your gig. You, you go and see a lot of movies. <laughs> and one of the ones you saw just last night after we got done with the show, you're yeah. like, all right, I'm off to see a movie. I I'm like, to race away. what?
1: Uh, you saw the new Whitney Houston movie. biopic. It's called I Want to Dance with Somebody. And it is basically the you know story of Whitney Houston. Um Let's start with some of the positives. Okay, uh, the movie does not shy away from Whitney's challenges. It doesn't shy away from her relationship with a woman uh, early on uh, that was always rumored but never, you know, admitted it wasn't outdoor, to. Yeah, yeah well, and, and maybe it wasn't. You couldn't do Official. that back then. Right. Um, and it doesn't shy away uh, necessarily from her drug use. Um, my problem, though, with the movie is. It doesn't go deeply enough into any of it. It kind of skims the surface of everything, um, and it is the type of the type of film where the songs—they're the amazing Whitney Houston songs, right—from the national anthem to "I Want to Dance with Somebody" to you know "I Will Always Love You." It's those songs, and the the vocals are Whitney.
0: Okay, so that's similar to like Bohemian Rhapsody when that yeah. came out a few years ago. Rami Malek did not sing the songs necessarily.
1: No, but the actress, uh Naomi Ackie, uh does a great job as as, as a, and you do not realize it, it doesn't look lip-sync seamless, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Um so it is the music and I I I think the thing I walked away with was wow, it was really cool to hear some of those songs and see, you know, this this portrayal of Whitney singing these songs. The rest of the movie kind yeah. of So, the reason I brought up your career in music, too, is because
0: you've spent time with Whitney. Houston.
1: I've been around Whitney, uh, and, and it was interesting because um, one of the things, and, and in the movie, uh, Clive Davis, a famous record executive uh, played by Stanley Tucci in the movie, who, by the way, does a pretty good job of nailing Clive. I've spent a lot of time around Clive also. Um, he used to have a party the night before the Grammys. Grammys were on Sunday. Saturday night was Clive's party, and uh, I was lucky enough, uh, again because of my job, and sometimes because of people I knew, that I got invited, and I went every year to Clive's party. And this was a black tie event. I'll tell you, I bought a tuxedo. I'm surprised you had a tie. I well, oh. yeah, one one <laughs> night a year, you know, I'd right. wear it at least when I wasn't. Anybody in a court. A tie. And uh, we would go to Clive's party, and it was usually in Los Angeles. Sometimes it was in New York if the Grammys were in New York, and moved around a little bit, and. Clive's party his night before the Grammys party became pretty famous and usually five, six, seven hundred people maybe a thousand in a big ballroom in a hotel somewhere in um, Beverly Hilton or the Beverly Hills Hotel it was a couple years and He would put artists on stage, not necessarily his artists that he had found. Clive was responsible for Barry Manilow, Carlos Santana, Whitney Houston, you know, but Alicia Keys. But it was all kinds of different artists. And then he would put interesting artists together on the stage together and they would do these bash ups and songs. But every single show ended with Whitney and Whitney would get up and she would sing. I'll always love you. And that was like you knew the show was over. Right. And we got to see. Whitney's decline every year, and I watched Whitney go downhill over a period of like ten years. Oh, that's and tough. it was horrible to watch. Yeah, and I remember sitting around like, is nobody else seeing this? What do you Are rate? We- what do you rate the movie? Uh, I want to dance with somebody. It's got its moments, not nearly enough of them. I give it a two and a half out of five.
0: Coming up next. The 5 o'clock KTR news expansion, and then Bruce and I are back. Uh, A record number of people are going to fly for the holidays. Maybe you don't know all of your passenger rights, or at least not as many as you should. We're going to talk about that next on the Gators and Chad Show.